filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin. We are back on the filibuster freestyle. Got a fun one today. Uh, new guest, uh, first time, long time, as they say. Adam Stockstill, uh, buddy of mine. He grew up in West Texas, which is the home of Friday Night Lights, the actual biography, the setting for the fictional movies and TV show. Uh, And I feel like, you know, if we're going to do a college football preview, not to bury the lead, why don't we do it with a guy who not only played West Texas high school football, but also played college football at the Division I level. Uh, This is a guy who, instead of doing the typical topic, excuse me, talking head prognostications about this or that, we're going to get into a little bit of more of an outlandish theory because, you know, we are on the filibuster freestyle and all. So tentatively calling this episode West Texas Football Tales and the ACC-SEC Zombie Love Child College Football Preview. Despite it being a mouthful and probably not a very quick-to-the-mind acronym, uh, we're going to do it our way, which is fantastic. But before we bring on Adam, a few things I want to do. Really just one thing. Well, actually two things. Like I said, a couple things. Andrew Patterson, our buddy, bought a shirt recently which says birds aren't real. Uh, he said he saw some weird conspiracy theory about birds aren't real. I have not asked him what it is. But he sent me a picture of the shirt that he bought online. Um, Andrew Patterson's t-shirt game has been strong since the day I met him back in, I believe, 1998. When uh, we were at a college party, he was visiting as a high school senior, and he was wearing a fluorescent green Mr. Clean t-shirt. And since that day, his t-shirt game has been on point. So we just bought this Birds Are Real t-shirt. Fake band name of the week. That's all I'm saying. Birds aren't real. Places listening. A lot of just great diversity in the last week. The Philippines, Namibia. El Salvador, Algeria, Kenya, Belgium, Indonesia, all checking in. Um, You know, a few of those countries have listened before, like the Philippines and Indonesia and Belgium, but Kenya, Algeria, Namibia, I mean, we're getting multiple uh, listeners all over the African continent. Kind of cool. Thanks for listening. Cities listening in order of finish in terms of most listens. Philadelphia, hometown of Walpole, Mass., Concord, North Carolina, Ashburn, Virginia in fourth, Amsterdam, the capital of the Netherlands. Second week in a row, a lot of action from Amsterdam. Um, <clears throat> Overland Park, Kansas, out of nowhere. Bunch of listens there last weekend. Last week, excuse me. Darlington, South Carolina. And then of the international places besides Amsterdam, we had Walvis Bay, Namibia. Uh, Bormerdas, Algeria. Thunin, Thunin maybe, Belgium. Leipzig, Germany. Uh, Goyave, Grenada, which is an island in the Caribbean, I learned. And well, I know that Grenada is an island in the Caribbean, but I did not know about Goyave. And then finally, Gumeli, Turkey. So there we go. Places listening, filibuster freestyle. It's your buddy Gavin with our buddy Adam Stocksdale coming up right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, newest addition of the filibuster freestyle family, college football pundit, to say the least, Adam Stocksdale. What's up, my man? Hey, Gavin. Thank you for having me. Of course. You're in the studio. Long time, first time. First time, long time, long time, first time. You know? <laughs> actually, in the intro to the show, I actually said that about you. I said, this guy's a first time, long time. Yeah. Or, and again, I don't know if it's long time, first time. First, first, my first appearance on anybody's podcast. So Look at that. Very excited. Cruising down the street. Nobody, nobody's podcast I'd rather be on than yours. Well, thank you. And we appreciate that. And we, we've never done an official college football preview. Mm-hmm. And as I, as I said at the beginning, this is going to be a very different uh, college football preview than like Kirk Herb Street and Lee yeah. Corso. This is literally the working title of this pod is a Zombie Love Child College Football Preview and West Texas Football Tales. <laughs> and so, so it hits a big demographic. Big demographic, but you are from West Texas. Correct. I am born and raised. Made your way to Davis, North Carolina and played football for the Cats. Yes, I did. And you're a huge Texas Longhorn fan. Yes. I unfortunately was not good enough to be recruited by Texas. Uh, I mean, look at me. But, uh, yeah, my entire family went to Texas. I was born and raised a Texas fan, but I'm uh, went to Davidson and uh, have no regrets. It was an awesome experience. Yeah. I was glad to, glad to play for the Wildcats. But you're but, uniquely suited, though, to talk 
Crazy Truth is Stranger Than Fiction, West Texas College, sorry, te- high school football. Yes. You are also, because you've been in the Carolinas, but you're also from Texas, mm-hmm. you were very familiar with this, this, what we're calling this zombie love child thing, which is basically all the big football schools in Texas is pretty much an equivalent in the ACC or SEC or in the Carolinas. Yeah. I we're going to go that's, through that. That's the thing, because, I mean, obviously not many kids that go to Davidson are from Texas, much less West Texas. Right. So, as I became friends with guys from North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, they always asking me about Texas and what Texas schools are like and whatever. So I, I started thinking about the, the comparisons between, you know, the schools that are predominantly in the Big 12 versus yep. their counterpart in our part of the country. So, right, right. Um, there's a lot of correlations. I mean, my favorite one, the one that kind of sold me on the pod, <laughs> was the, the Texas A&M. Yeah, that's probably my best one that kind of – because A&M is a very unique – place uh, yeah they obviously have a lot of crazy traditions and I, I do admire their fan base uh, they are they are a little overboard at times but so people are always like what is a what is the deal with AM why are they so crazy or why are their fans so wild why right. so the best analogy I came up with is you know AM is the land grant AG school just right. like NC State is here yeah or Virginia Tech is yep. or uh, Auburn is yes so or Clemson yes and so I try to say, but th- but then A and M has the core, the military thing. They have the, yeah, yeah, and that is a huge part of their identity. So it's like A and M is the zombie love child of either Clemson or Auburn, maybe. or Auburn, or even Virginia Tech, but with the Citadel, yeah, built <laughs> inside of it, yeah, <laughs> and and so that's sort of you know in in the in the Citadel component is their marching band, right? It's the core cadets, yeah. They're the, the, they're the, the ones, yeah, that everybody identifies with. So right. it's kind of a weird. There's not a school really like it. No, really in the, in, essentially, in, you need like two or three. You need a big state university with with an, an intense military core, but not a military school. Yeah, and you, there, that doesn't exist anywhere else. Not, so, not really. So, so, I, so that's what sold me on it. And so anytime you can work the phrase "zombie love child" in the <laughs> Citadel yeah. into one sentence, yeah. you know you're doing something right. Yeah. So that got us thinking: Texas Tech, Reckham Tech. Yeah. That's West Texas football, yes. right? Yeah. Texas Lubbock is like I don't know two three hours away. Abilene. I'm, I'm from Abilene, uh, out in West Texas, and. Uh, Pretty much, it seems like ninety percent of the people that I went to high school with ended up going to Texas Tech. Okay, you know, everybody's like graduates from high school and they go to Tech. Yes, you know, and then they flunk out and then they're somewhere else in a couple of years. But it's a, <laughs> so the best comparison I have for Texas Tech. Yeah, is you know it's in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Every now and then their football team or their baseball team or their ba- basketball team will be good. Yeah, they've got hot hot girls, smoke show girls. It's not hard to get into the school. Mm-hmm. And they party their, their, their asses off. Right. And so the, the number one comparison here, I would say, would be East Carolina. Yeah. Because it's out in, out in far eastern North Carolina, Grenville. Yeah, and east, of, very east of 95. Some, I mean, yeah. that is so, so yeah, the, the Atlantic East, Ocean. You, and the same thing, the Pirates, you know, mm-hmm. versus, you know, Texas Tech. And then they had the Pirate thing with Leach, you know. Yes. There's sort of, there's a lot of commonalities. And, you know, ECU every now and then. We'll have a decent football team, right? But every now and again, they'll go like zero and eleven. Yeah, that's and same true. With Tech yeah, a the bit. same with Tech. Yeah, they're all over the place. So the, those two schools kind of are decent comparisons to nice. each other. So, and then you know, not to leave out our, our friends at Davidson College, mm-hmm. you were able to even find a correlation for Davidson College by combining two yeah. separate. Yeah, da- Davidson's Texas Davidson's tough because uh, there's not very many schools like it, much less in Texas because there's not many liberal arts colleges in Texas Correct. anyway. But so I guess the best comparison is if you combine Rice, if it was more of a liberal arts college instead of sort of engineering science. Right, know? but it's like a big. It's a very academically. Yeah, it's a very good school. They play school. Division One against all odds. Yes, you know. Yes. And, but we obviously have a better athletic program, I would say. Overall, holistically, absolutely. Holistically, maybe. Well, I don't know. Their baseball team won a national championship, but That's fair. yeah. <laughs> and their football team, it you know does go to bowl games every now. Correct. And correct. But but on a scale, our basketball team offsets everything with them. no question. So, if, if Rice and Trinity University, which is a liberal arts college that's Division Three in San Antonio, if Rice and Trinity had a baby, it's kind of if, yeah, basically totally so fair. I like that. If that makes any sense. Now that and I've never been to Trinity, but I actually I got it's a, pretty. I, I got recruited I, by them. Very cool. I got a friend who actually is a, uh, I think he's an associate athletic director there. He's a really nice guy. So, and I know Rice is a good place. I'm not going to say the next three places are bad places by any stretch. That's not fair. However. I love your comparison on this one. Let's talk about the Baylor Bears out of Waco, Texas. I well, Baylor is another hard comparison, but I guess Furman because 
if I believe if I'm correct, Furman's Baptist. Correct. Right? Well, Baylor's definitely Baptist. Very Baptist. But Baylor's much bigger. Yes. So I and obviously their sports teams are you know much more high yeah, profile. Absolutely but, true. So it's kind of like if Furman took a cycle of you know Roids or something <laughs> or HGH. So right. That's kind of. And then you maybe combined it because I feel like Furman. I, I don't think Furman sells itself as a hardcore Baptist school as much as like a Baylor. Yeah, so maybe Furman and Bob Jones. And then, right, so you mentioned Bob Jones University. <laughs> which Bob Jones D1? I don't know. I don't know. I think they're okay. at AIA, but either way, Bob Jones <laughs> University, up. I also believe, is like right down the street from yeah, Furman. Yeah. Isn't it either yeah. in Greenville or yeah. in uh, think, Spartanburg, I, maybe? I, I think so. I haven't spent much time at Bob Jones, so. Uh, I've never said foot, but I do remember <laughs> I was driving, I think, to see. Our buddy Wes Thornton, shout out to Wes Thornton. Yes, somebody Wes Thornton. down there, and What's up, um, brother? and the bottom line is, I was like, Bob Jones University's here. Oh boy, yeah. But I didn't even see it, so yeah. it's cool. But I like that comparison as well. But but the, the whole thing with Baylor though is it, it's you know they pay lip service to that stuff. They kind of have a holier than thou right thing. But and then they just cheat their faces off, yeah, and cover up literally. Yeah. Murders. And they, and, they, and they party and all sorts of stuff, but then it, it's kind right. of a sham. So Yeah. But pretty much everybody in the Big 12 hates Baylor. Really? Yeah. I was when when they get good because then they get really obnoxious and then they go – then they start – and then they – this is a cycle that's been going back since I was a kid. Yeah. Anytime Baylor's good, they will get busted cheating. Correct. Within two or three <laughs> years. And then the, and then they'll literally go like one in 11 for the next like seven, eight, nine years. 100% and then, true. And then suddenly they'll be good again and then guess and what? Everybody they wonders cheated. why. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Is, it's pretty is Everybody's like – Oh, this time's different. It's like, yeah. no, it's five years from now or yeah. less, so, someone's going to get caught. Yeah. I mean, that's incredibly fair. Um, yeah. Speaking of that type of a school, mm-hmm. again, I'm not trying to throw shade. Yeah. It's actually the subject, this institution is the subject of my second favorite 30 for 30 of all time. That is uh. SMU and the Pony <laughs> Excess. Yes. Um, speaking of cheating like no one's business, you got to go with SMU. So yeah. I, I don't know if there's ever going to be an equivalent of that in the S- SEC yeah, or SEC. SMU's but. tough too, but I, I guess and I hate to say this because I you know, I almost went to Vanderbilt. My cousins mm-hmm. went to Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt. I like Vanderbilt, but they're both you know, old money. Yeah. Daddy, you know, daddy sends you to school in your Range Rover you know, your Range yeah. Rover. Top down the Mercedes. But, but Vanderbilt, I guess I would convince you, but Vanderbilt has a They don't cheat though. They don't they always cheat. stick. Yeah, yes, right. exactly. And so, then yeah. and then Elon's kinda like that too. Right? Yeah. You know, and a lot of the kids that go to both SMU and Vanderbilt are from not from Texas or not from Tennessee. They're from all, oh, all a lot the of them are from and, and a yeah. lot of them are from the from the north and get sent uh, sent down. Yeah, it's like what's south. the best selling school you can get? Yeah, it? so that's yeah. kind of the no, that's one, another one that I don't think they're very similar, but but see, another good point is I like that we're being creative enough to make these love child type yeah. combos. So well, Vandy, no, I think Vandy's pretty clean. I really do. Yeah, they I mean, are. they've never they really are. been good enough to oh, not I, be clean. It's hard not to root for Vandy. Totally. So, so. Vandy fans, yeah. we're down. Yeah. And also to the school I'm about to say, I'm not trying to hate on you necessarily either, yeah. but you got real good at football real quick and then got in real trouble. I'm talking about the Rebels of Ole Miss. Yeah. So I think if you combine the Vandy, um, yeah. you know, the the the, the, the style and, of school and the academics and academics yeah, with yeah. SMU and Vandy, but yeah, then yeah. you said. A healthy dose of cheating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ole Miss. That, that could fit too. Yeah. And again, no disrespect, but we're just these are the facts. Yeah. Ole Miss got good at football. These are just broad generalizations. Yeah. We're just trying to have a college football preview. Yeah. We're just trying to give Creating people that may children. not understand. Yeah. Uh, the culture of the schools in Texas. Try to give them a, a, yeah, a comparison that they may know more familiar right. here on the East Coast. Correct. And I got a lot of listeners, obviously from the Northeast, where, where college college sports, especially college football, just isn't understood at the same level. Yeah. Oh, Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Rutgers. Go Knights. Go, go Scarlet Knights. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, if you need to assign a color to your mascot, it means there's probably too many mascots already at yeah. that at that name. Yeah. So get yourself a new name. Yeah. That's my, my only thing. Yeah. Like at least with you know Davis Wildcats, they're just like, yep, there's a hundred Wildcats out there, and yeah. we're gonna be one of them. Yeah. But if you're like, we're the Red Wildcats. Well, come on, <laughs> stop. Just stop. Uh, all right, let's go with TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, Another tough one. Not yeah, but. I think it's kind of like Wake Forest. Size-wise, for sure. Yeah, similar size. TCU's obviously better in football no long-term. Wake is better in basketball long-term. Yeah. But they're both, they both, both good in baseball. Yeah, they're both good schools. I, Wake is obviously more elite academically, I'd say, than, than TCU. But they're both – I guess Wake and TCU are both. And they're both – what, Wake was was affiliated with the Baptist. And Correct. TCU's, I think – 
Methodist? Christian and Methodist. I think it's I think Methodist. It was, but the yeah. same thing. They're both in like kind of like de-emphasize yeah. that piece. So the, I think TCU and Wake are, are de- decent. That's pretty good. And again, not a bad word really. But if you talk to someone from Wake, they think they're Harvard or Duke. Uh, Correct. But, but, but the ask reality Har- is... Ask Harvard or Duke what yeah, they think. But the reality is... Sorry, Deeks. <laughs> sorry, sister. Anyway. Your sister went there? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she... Proud Deacon. Yeah. Wow. My yeah, both came to the North Carolina yep. area. That's amazing. Yep. All right. Here, couple and my more. brother went to Texas. A couple more here in Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Hook them horns. Um, Houston. University of Houston. That, this, is a, this, was a, this was a layup. Slam dunk. Uh, Houston is UNC Charlotte. Because, well, but Houston is much better in athletics. Correct. Well, UNC Charlotte's Charlotte. getting to the game late. Yeah. But what are some of the why? Tell the folks why it's well, similar. Well, they're both uh, – in metropolitan areas, obviously Houston's much bigger than Charlotte, yeah. but they're right. a school yeah. where like nobody, like traditionally nobody uh, lives on campus that goes to Houston. Yeah, you have an Except apartment. A lot of people live right? in see Charlotte, so they're both like commuter schools that are in larger cities. Yeah, um, and they're kind of overshadowed by the other schools. You can see Charlotte obviously is overshadowed by Carolina, Duke, State, pretty much you know, everybody. Everybody, yeah, <laughs> cats. Uh, sorry, Niners. App State. Yeah, sorry. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this goes on. And Houston, same thing, you know, but then Houston's, you know. They'll get good every once in a while. Yeah. Let me ask yeah. you this. This is this is the first, like, real insight question. Yeah. So UNC Charlotte started a team from scratch probably in the last decade, decade yeah. plus. Yeah. They went 1A. Yeah. Bowl subdivision. They, uh, with, within probably the last seven or eight years. They have impressive. not gotten off the canvas. It's no. very hard to start a program from scratch. It's even harder to then jump to, Correct. you know, from the, the 63 scholarship level to the 83 scholarship yeah. level, whatever, and play with the big boys. Especially in a saturated college market like North Carolina, um, do you? What are your thoughts on them ever getting over the hump? I don't know if they ever will because, in my opinion, they jumped to one A way too quick. Yeah. I think that they should have stayed in one double A, lived in one double A for a and, while, and you know, for maybe even ten years, and yeah. you know, developed a football reputation yeah. and fan base, and had some success, right? Because you know. Obviously, the one AA, you know, FCS uh, scholarship football is nothing to sneeze at, you know. No, it's and, really and good. I mean, look, look what it did for App State, and then yeah. and App State developed their tradition. But they did it the right way, and and, they, and and then they moved up, and they've done well. And, and Georgia they're Southern, Georgia, Georgia Southern, Southern is another one. And now they're but UNC Charlotte. I don't remember the timeline, but I mean, they went from like no start a program, one yeah. AA scholarship to all right, we're going one A now. Boom, and I mean it's quick, yeah, and, and I mean the only school that's done it. With the, um, let's call it the zest or the, uh, well, zest, yes, but but also like the, the quickness mm-hmm. that I could think of as Old Dominion. Yes. But yes. here's why it worked for Old Dominion. Yeah. Old Dominion is in a perfect college sports market. Yeah. They're in a very like mid-sized to small city yeah. with no pro sports. Mm-hmm. They've got, they, they had a great basketball and athletic program across mm-hmm. the board for years. Mm-hmm. Hampton Roads is an unbelievable recruiting ground, mm-hmm. especially for like FCS level yeah. football. And they so they got the right guy, they built it, but they also had a longer runway than Charlotte. But then when they flipped the switch to go up, mm-hmm. they had had success. They yeah. had the fan base. They could yeah. fill the arena. They were going to the playoffs every, right. every year. Right. And, and so they, and I never and seen and anybody winning. jump it from nothing to something. I think there's a couple other examples like uh, Central Florida, Southern yeah. Florida. Oh uh, no, South Florida, South which Florida. we played my freshman week. Right. The so here's, here's a fun little trivia. So yeah. this is 15, 20, less than 20 years ago. 97. It's the first year of South, University of South Florida Bulls <laughs> football. The guy sitting across from me for the Davidson Wildcats played against them, yeah. I think on ESPN. No, it was on some or like local league. Like, but anyway, now Sun South Florida has like gone to like bowl yeah. games, like real bowl games. They've yeah. been in the mix as late as November. Yeah. For like BCS back when yeah. the Big East was still the Big East, yeah. Um, but once again, Florida, look at the recruiting base right. there. I mean, you got to have North the base. Carolina has already oversaturated with one A football, right? And then Florida the, was not, and even you know other schools in the ACC and the SEC, Georgia, whoever will take kids from North Carolina. Oh yeah, so then no question. You're starting. You're trying to recruit at a high level. Of UNC Charlotte is kind of like. You're kind of. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I really, th- I, I mean, I don't wish ill upon no, them. No, they're not you, like, you, a, you, but it's just, I think they should have waited and, and had some success. Like Old Dominion is the perfect example, right? But like you said, Old Dominion had a built-in advantage being out in the right coast of Virginia, and right. then they only got to compete against in Virginia, Virginia Tech, basically. Right, and the thing is, Virginia's tough to get into relative yeah. to those other two schools, exactly. And, and not William everybody, Mary too. Right. I mean, so and not everybody wants to be in Blacksburg. Yeah. 
So you're gonna you're gonna get people who want to be on the coast, yeah. blah blah blah, including the uh, uh, Heineke, the Taylor Heineke, the yeah. Panthers back Panthers back quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. He, he played there, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah. they've done it right, and yeah. Charlotte's struggled. All right, let's. T- we've talked about UFC Charlotte for yeah. ten minutes more yeah. than we need oh, to. Yeah. But you know what? That just proves we know what we're talking yeah, about we college do. football. We can talk about anything. So we did. I don't think you have anybody for these three schools, but you've got. University of North Texas, they're in Dallas. And that's kind of like UNCC, da- too. Yeah, it's actually in Denton, which is like Not even Dallas. Oklahoma. I mean, it's like way north. Okay. I, I, you know what? UNCG. UNC Greensboro. Because they're both kind of in the middle of nowhere. They're both <laughs> yeah. sort of artsy, like oh. artsy, you know, type schools. You can say fartsy. Yeah, artsy fartsy. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that the FCC? I mean, is that a problem? We're good. We're okay. good. Close caption. All right. Cock balls. No. Um, <laughs> so, uh, now you're celebrating. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, North Texas UNCG. Okay, I'm gonna keep. It, I, I think you're getting hot now. Okay, I want UTEP. Yeah, anything for UTEP? Now, I was thinking about that one. That one is almost impossible. Yeah. That, there's really not a. Yeah, there ain't. I mean, that's that'd be tough. To I do. mean, El Paso. There's just no comparison. There's nothing like that. that. Yeah. It's on literally on the Mexican-American border. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? What? It, I've never nope. been to El Paso. I, I've only been, as far as I can remember. Maybe we passed through it when I was a kid. But I know we played there in the baseball playoffs in my senior in high school. Mm. And we were ranked, I don't know, we were in the top 10 in Texas, my senior in baseball. We were really good. And yeah. We had a bunch of dudes on the team that were getting drafted, including John Lackey. Ooh, uh, I love Three-time John Lackey. World Series champion was my baseball teammate. That's fantastic. In the day. But anyway. We got to get him on the pods. Yeah, we right. could. We will text him. But we, uh, we went out there to play. We got a bye in the first round of the playoffs, and then we had to play our second round. And we went out there, and, I mean, El Paso is literally across the border the river from Juarez. Yeah. And I mean, so you go to El Paso and it looks like a, like it looks like a city in Arizona, you know, right. it's like flat, there's right. cactus, whatever, but it's an American, yeah. American city. But then like literally across. we got to our holiday Inn or wherever we were staying for the playoff series. And you look across the border and it's literally 10 huts built oh, into man. the, sh- in, into the side of the mountain. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that river jumping looks pretty uh, appealing. Right. Well, <laughs> you got the so Holiday Inn across yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. But so uh, it was. Um, that was. I mean, I, what was I? 18, 17? I mean, that was a pretty uh, eye-opening experience seeing uh, El Paso. I, I just looking gotta across think that's gotta be yeah. a fairly tough recruiting. Play. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a big mil. There's a big Fort Bliss is there, I think, okay. and there's a bunch of military stuff there and yeah. hospitals and stuff. But I mean, yeah, I mean. Because, I mean, Abilene, where I'm from, that's West Texas, right? Right. We're in the book Friday Night Lights. I played in the same conferences. Oh, yeah. We're going to get Permian and all that. We're going to get into that. But, but anyway. Oh, that's awesome. But El Paso is like, might as well be Mars. Right. right? It's like in this little t- corner tucked between New I mean, Mexico and Mexico. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a whole other world. So I can't really come up with a good SEC, ACC comparison to you. Fair. Oh, let's go cat. I wouldn't even call that a stump. I just yeah. think that's It'd be like going to school in like Kabul, Afghanistan or something. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I'm not even going to try you on UT San Antonio, but wh- who would you try to say is is the horns? Who who's Texas? Well, this is the the thing that uh, you know because I am open and honest uh, about these comparisons, even when they make me sad about my own fandom. But Correct. Like I said, I'm a big Longhorn fan, and when I was honest with myself, comparing my experience and knowledge of the schools around here, the Texas Longhorns are UNC Chapel Hill. Mm. They are. Which, which, which people feel very strongly for or against around here, and I happen to side on the I side with the against side. Okay, but in that, it's a very good academic state school. Absolutely, flagship. They're, they're great. You know, they're great college towns. They're, I mean, they're, Austin's a city, but yeah. everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah, um, yeah. Their graduate programs are great. Uh-huh. They got big fan bases, um, but compared to their, you know. Other state school counterpart, they're considered the wine and cheese, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, you know, obviously NC State is is disgusted by Carolina, and obviously yeah. the Aggies <laughs> disgusted hates by Texas, Texas, and yeah. Texas Tech hates Texas, and whatever. But not everybody, just like at all these schools, not every all these characteristics do not, you of course, know, cross the board. I mean, but you think my, you think Chapel Hill is the Chapel Hill and, and, and Texas are pretty similar because I hate to say this because I, as you know, being a psycho Davidson fan that I am, uh, you know. I'm not this way, but Texas fans are known, football are known as being pretty fair weather. And fickle? Like fickle. Compared to the Aggies, yes. you know, yes. and even Texas Tech. And so, yeah. it, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate, you go to a Texas game, it's not that intimidating place of a place Got to it. play. Got it's it. a beautiful place to watch a game. Right, it's pageantry, scenery, but, all of it. I mean, I've been to Kyle Field, I went to the A&M Texas game the year Texas won the national championship with Vince Young, yeah. and that place 
was literally shaking. I mean, honestly, just having been to a baseball super regional there. Yeah. I mean, if that's what they do for baseball, with yeah. like eight thousand fans. Yeah. Then I can only imagine they do the hundred two. Yeah, and fans I was in the football. I was in the old Kyle Field before they you know built the new one. Right. So uh, it, it you know Texas yeah, fans it, are not the loudest, unfortunately. Gotcha. Oh, that's so, fair. And that's so, how Chapel Hill is perceived. Correct. Yeah. Totally. 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 NC State. I mean, I've been to NC State games and they're crazy. Is that? Yeah. Well, they go all. Yeah. They go all out. Yeah. All right. Well, let me let me ask you a couple more things here it's about Texas. So there's there there's the A and M rivalry with Texas in state. Big time. Yeah. And then there's Texas's rivalry with Oklahoma. The Red <laughs> yeah. River shootout. Yeah. Red River rivalry now. Yeah. Um, can you explain to me the difference as a Texas fan with the rivalries of Oklahoma and Texas A&M in your perspective and then maybe how they see y'all respectively? Because, um, again, the, 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 rivalry with A&M, the rivalry with A&M, like lots of people have their Texas fans – or A and M fans yeah. have relatives or best buddies that were went to other school. Yeah. So it's almost like you know with your brother, like you love your brother, but then one you know then you get into it every now and then. Yeah. So I never hated A and M per se as a as a fan. You yeah. Know? They were kind of annoying sometimes, and it was frustrating when they were good for. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, A uh, and M dominated. They were really and good. Baylor and Texas was like mediocre. Right. And then and then they got they had had some up and down seasons, and then. Uh, and then obviously they hired Mac Brown and had a nice run there. Hell yeah! But when I was a kid, I used to get made fun of wearing, for being a long for wearing school. Texas stuff to, to school. Everyone's wearing Texas tag, especially because you're in West Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I used to. It was not fun being a Texas fan when I was a kid. But <laughs> point is, so A and M in Texas, yeah, they they hate each other. You know, traditionally during Thanksgiving, because yes. that's when they used to play. Yes, but. Uh, it's nothing compared to the Texas Oklahoma rivalry. Okay. I mean, the, the Texas OU rivalry is the same as like Auburn Alabama okay. or Ohio State Michigan, okay. which I guess I would compare it to that since it's interstate, interstate, right? In that the two states just don't like each other, right? And Texas and Oklahoma just generally don't just a big li- beef there. Don't like each okay. other, and then there's a huge beef with you know Switzer and the cheating and the yeah, and then you had Daryl Royal at Texas. You know, he was considered just. Beyond reproach, you know, right. as far as being a statesman. And right. Switzer definitely was. Yeah. But, he, but, you know, he went to Oklahoma, which is the funny thing, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, he's from, but then he went to, ended up going to Texas. So, but anyway, it, the, the A&M Texas rivalry is like an, 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 um, kind of a fighting with her brother. But yeah. the thing with Oklahoma is just like all out hatred. Okay. And that, <laughs> nice. and for anybody who hasn't been to the to Texas Oklahoma game in Dallas. Yeah. Because they played in a neutral site in the Cotton Bowl. Right. It is. Yeah, tell me about that. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> it's in the middle of the state fair, and uh, while the state fair is going on, there's, you know, funnel cakes, donuts, you know, whatever. Just like your traditional fair is going on in the sure. background. Cheese, know, the cheese bowls, judging. Yeah, the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. And the Cotton Bowl's old, you know. They've redone it some, right, you know. It's like rickety. But it, it, that, that's part of the the beauty of the game is that literally one half of the stadium is burnt orange yep. and the other half is maroon. There's yeah. nobody sits like you can just look at the crowd. Yeah, it's, you know it's not dispersed. There's no, There's no, and it, and it, yeah, it's not like one section is up in the corner. No, it's, it's, half game, the it's literally half and half. Yeah. And when the, each team comes out of the uh, lock, the uh, tunnel, it is extremely intense and it, it feels like a fight is, is happening. Yeah, it really does wow. as much as, because I've been to Florida, Georgia. I mean, I've been to tons of, of big time These rivalry games, games. Yeah. and the the intensity of the Texas OU game is um, it, it, it's it, you know they used to have it in the afternoon and they had to move it to to morning. It's like morning. Yeah, it's, it's like eleven o'clock game, game, right? It's because it's just people the fans get, get drunk, drunk yeah. and they all start fighting and people get arrested and that's why. I so mean, it's like it's like going to uh, EPL. Uh, yeah, it's hooligans. Yeah, it's basically a hooligan. Hooligans. You got, you got Texas you got, and OU hooligans walking around beating each other up, and so yeah. okay, yeah. So it's a real blood feud. Yeah, you don't see A and M Texas fans. I mean, hell, they played on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, I mean, they, it's yeah, like, exactly. You don't, you're you don't pissed, see them brawling, but, but like Texas OU, like somebody might get hurt. Yeah. So who who does A and M like if? But they hate. But A and M hates Texas. Okay, so they do. Okay, so, so Texas is I mean, there. Yeah, ire. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Like A and M hates Texas. Okay, so that, that much was, more so the Texas. That hates. was the vibe that I got when that's, I was in College Station. That's that's how it is. The, the vibe was their they, entire school is based, centered around hating being, Texas, being the the little fiddle to the University of Texas. Like yeah. their fight song is about literally nothing, about the whole thing is about talking Texas. trash about the University yeah, of Texas. Exactly, it's a diss track. It's like all they talk about. They, yeah, they, they refuse they, to call it UT. They call it TU. Yeah, they. I mean, saw their horns off. Like it's all they. It's, yeah. it's like they're obsessed. 
They're like a jaded ex-girlfriend. They're, jil- they're a jilted lover. Yeah. They are. They so, are. so to Texas fans, it's somewhat amusing because no right. Texas. So that's, that's, that's okay. So you're. I, saying, I wish them well in the, in the SEC. No question. What, what are they going to play? Again? I mean, whatever. Are they going to play again? Is that ever going to happen? I don't, I don't know. Um, it's up to the state legislature. But no. So one of the things that I noticed um, when, when Davidson was playing A and M in the NCAA tournament was before the ninth inning, they all sang their little song. Yeah. You know, their goodbye Texas University yeah. song. But even when they're playing Davidson, right, right, they have to sing a song right. talking trash. And mind you, it's a tie game. Yeah, and you're against you're, a small liberal arts college at the time. Three baseball scholarships. <laughs> you're allowed to have twelve. Okay, but you're thinking about Texas. Yeah. Okay. So then the game goes to the tenth inning, and I think yeah. it wound up going like fourteen innings or whatever yeah. it went. They sang that damn song to go into the bottom of every inning yeah. after the ninth. So. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even like we sang it or we sang it twice. Mm. It's kind of like, no, we're going to keep singing this because what we do at the last inning. And, yeah. I, and I, not, I not know way too many words to that song. Yeah, it's um, – they like, A&M – I have no problem with A&M, but they, they are pretty annoying. And, and they, they have sort a of problem with out, you. They wear out their welcome. Yeah. yeah, they do. It is a cult. They also struck me as very gracious winners, yeah. but that very poor losers. Correct. They are. And at least – sounds like the Baylor and folks A&M are poor winners and poor losers. Yeah. So I respect being a, a gracious winner. Yeah. But they just struck me as like if Davidson had actually gotten that win, uh-huh. they were going to lose their minds. Oh, yeah. they d- No, there's no doubt that they would have. I mean, people that I know that went to A&M or fans of A&M were losing their mind during that game that they were about to lose to Davidson. But Oh, man. They ended I'll up pulling it out. My favorite part, though, it. was when after they eliminated Davidson, I was walking through the parking lot. And of course, like, good game, good series. And yeah. Of course, good series because you won. Yeah. But I was like, okay, go ahead and win it now. And they yeah. went, I think they went 0 2 and got yeah, bounced. Yeah, of course. Because they weren't that good, which is. No, they really weren't. Anywho. Yeah. I'm glad we got to play them. I wish we had gotten one. Anyway, so Florida Georgia game, you mentioned it's not quite the intensity of the Cotton Bowl. But it's awesome. It's awesome. It's more fun. You, you got a good story from that? or like a good, I do. I, I've been twice. Okay. This was years ago, 10, 12 years ago, I don't know, with a group of buddies. And. The one trip that I do remember, I don't even remember who won. I mean, the point is, <laughs> I mean, none of us had any. It's int- the world's largest cocktail. Yeah, exactly. Right. None, of, none of us had any affiliation to Florida Georgia. Right. It was worth, it's just it was, it was an going. idea. My college roommate at Davidson was in law school at UF at the time, and he was going. Nice. And he got us tickets. So a bunch of dudes that went to like Bucknell and wherever else, we all decided, you know what? We uh, we've never been to Florida Georgia. Let's go. We heard it's a good party. So yeah, we rented an RV. That and- sounds like it's probably the way to do it. It is, but you know, when you're twenty something, how much money? You know, we didn't get like the Madden Cruiser. We uh, we went to wait, one, you know, you got the one eight hundred RV America or GoRVing dot com, yeah. and we got you know, it was literally like uh, what's his face's uh, RV and Christmas Vacation, cousin oh, Eddie's. Yeah, it was pretty much like okay. that, or like so maybe we, like uh, Walter White's and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Breaking Bad. Exactly, it was similar, and so we got that, but we didn't Sweet, care, dude. Yeah, so well, we got in that. Twenties, who cares? Yeah, right? we got that, and of course we had to sign this waiver of stuff that we would absolutely not do in this RV, <laughs> or we would not get our, our money back, deposit yeah. back. And of course, how that go? We do pretty much every single thing we were not supposed. It's to It's almost do. as if they put. All those things subliminating in your head by asking you not to do it. Yeah. And you all probably collectively said, what the hell? Between the, between the five of us, yeah. 500 bucks, no big we'll deal. We'll see what happens. But yeah. So, I mean, like the shower, frogs. The sh- whatever the shower situation was, we, we, we immediately got, I don't know how much ice, and we filled the entire thing full of ice and, and, and beers beer. and drove down, took turns driving down, and we got down there. Um, immediately we get there, and... Uh, we get to the the RV park across it, it, where the Jacksonville Stadium is, yeah. And everybody's parting their butts off, and we've we're super excited. We finally Seems made great. it. We've never been before, and we come in with our cruiser, our uh, RV, and we the guy that leads us into our parking spot. He puts us down, and we turn our generator on for the first time, yeah. Which took us forever because we didn't know how to use this RV, yeah. So we get the generator on. And it starts just billowing smoke everywhere. Oh, good. Oh, good. And, but it's working, and it's just like... <laughs> and then right next to us, there's this just nice family of yeah. Georgia or Florida fans, and they have, like, a nice RV. With a nice generator. Yeah, and they're just sitting there, and they've got, like, flat screens, and they're just enjoying tailgating or whatever, and they're just getting crushed with smoke from our uh, Cousin Eddie RV. And so finally <laughs> someone came over to us and said, hey... Guys, y'all are gonna have to move this RV. <laughs> so we did, and it actually was very fortuitous because we ended up moving us over to the best tailgate spot that you could possibly imagine. It put us right on the road 
that led to where everybody walked by. Oh, nice. Right to the stadium. And we were right next to the Jack Daniels party tent or, okay. part, or the stage where they were having all the concerts. So we went from kind of being out in the middle of a back corner of a of an RV lot yeah. to like party, right in the middle city. of the action. Oh, man. Yeah. So it, it was a great weekend. Guys, you know, they told us not to get on the roof. We, so immediately, got, on the roof. we immediately got on the roof yeah. uh, with chairs. And tailgated up there, and then Again, immediately one guy exactly, yeah. walked through the skylight and <laughs> fell straight through <laughs> into the bottom. Uh, we had an issue with the uh, toilet, I'm sure, <laughs> which yeah. I don't need to talk about for the purpose of this podcast. Right, but well, uh, suffice it was, to say, it was not able to handle. Yeah, it could not handle our, our yeah our feces. And, uh, <laughs> Technical term, and uh, it was a great weekend. But to anybody who hasn't been to Florida, Georgia, go. It's a great time. Uh, you will see uh, some of the prettiest women you've ever seen in your life from both okay. Florida and Georgia. It's just it, the intensity of the Florida Georgia game is just like a big party. Nice. And uh, you got the St. John's River rolling through Jacksonville. Lovely. And uh, yeah, so it's 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 a good time. Yeah. Speaking of Jacksonville, really quick little U turn here or detour. Really sad to hear about the events today. I think it was at uh, Jacksonville Landing. Yeah, and the landing is right in the stadium. That's, that's where all the uh, the partying went. Yeah. Went so, on. anyways, very much uh, the filibuster yeah. freestyle. Adam, myself, hearts and uh, prayers and yeah. thoughts go out this, to the people affected. Another yeah. you know, senseless, crummy example. Awful, crummy example of America not being great. Just in general. Exactly. That's a crappy day, but that is the scene of the Florida Georgia game. So, hopefully, better times are ahead. Yeah. For the folks in Jacksonville Landing. Uh, and again, tough to get come back into the mix there, but we're going to do it because you've got a pretty good story about when you and your buddy snuck onto the field and got access during, I believe, the South Carolina spring game. Yes. Yeah. So uh, one of my best friends, Andrew Countryman of Countryman Law Firm. Uh, unofficial not, sponsor of the week. Yeah, unofficial sponsor, Andy. Uh, he was one of my best friends, played football, was a fraternity brother at Davidson. Well, he went to law school after Davidson, and he was in Columbia at the University of South Carolina. And so that was my first introduction to SEC football because yep. I'd never been to an SEC game. Yeah, you're more but Big 12. Yeah, and, Big 12 uh, guy. ACC. Yeah, and before bit. that, Southwest Conference. Yes, that's how far, old that's SWC. Old I am. Yeah. That's right. So Andy would invite me down to Columbia to go watch South Carolina, Georgia, yep. South Carolina, Florida. You know, awesome, awesome time. Well, one spring he invited me to the South Carolina spring game. Yep. Um, and so I went down, and you know, we tailgated, had a good time. And this is when Steve Spurrier was there. So this is when the visor. Yeah, yeah, the Cox were. Uh, were good. Man. Yeah, they were doing. They were doing pretty good. And you know, they have a have a up until the last. 10, 20 years, they have a pretty sad football history. So they, they were, but they have great fans. They do. They're diehards. They're like the Aggies. Yeah. I mean, they should, they're coming they're no matter not what. cultish and they don't have. Right. But they're a very passionate but, base. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have a sure. great, I respect the Gamecock fans. But anyway, so they were all rabid for the uh, spring game. So me and my buddy go with his brother. We've been boozing, had a good time. Uh, it was hot. And Andy came up with the idea that we should go down on the sideline. Okay. And towards this thing, you know, the second half of the spring game, yeah, because some of the players' families are just chilling down there. Are kind of like uh, at the bottom, and some of them were like talking to security and getting onto the field. Sure, and I'm like, sure. dude, we don't have any cl- connection to this football program. We can't do this. So he's like, oh, come on, let's let's do this. And I was like, all right, and this is not going to end well. So we go down there, and of course, immediately sees these three twenty-something dudes, and are like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? And I, in one of the rare moments that I had some just like lightning clarity, bolts, clarity. lightning bolts in my brain, I remembered that the offensive coordinator at South Carolina was named Rick Stockstill. Uh, your last which name? happens to be my last name, Adam Stockstill. So it's not a very common last name. Not common enough. It sort to, of sticks yeah. out. And, and I suddenly just had this epiphany, and I pulled my license out and showed it to them and said, with authority said, I'm Coach Stockstill's son. These are my friends. We're going to, can we go down there to the field? And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. And nice. they let us straight onto the field. So I am in no relation to Rick Stockstill whatsoever. He's the head coach at Middle Tennessee. God bless him. Go yeah. Blue Raiders. Go, yeah, go Blue Raiders. <laughs> Uncle Rick. Or Uncle Rick. Dad. Dad. Uh, but you know. anyway, not my proudest moment. Uh, hey, it's all who you but, know, even if you don't know him. But yeah, exactly. But it works. But and, and it wasn't. We weren't breaking law or anything. Oh. So we ended up going onto the field, and we're sitting there on the sideline with the coaches and the players watching the end of the spring game. So it was it was a harmless 
uh, yeah. prank, but it was it was. Yeah, fun. they could have. If it was that important, they would have checked with somebody, right? <laughs> I mean, who, how are they going to know? This right. all, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. All right, let's get into West Texas High School football. You already alluded to it. You mm-hmm. played in the same conference as Permian Odessa High School, aka the Mojo, Mojo Magic. Yep. Aka the source material for the original book, Friday Night Lights. Correct. Let me just tell you my thoughts on Friday Night Lights. I read that book at 22 years old. I'm not sure why it took me that long because it came out like when we were probably 10. Mm-hmm. But I literally, after finishing the book at 22 years old, wanted to drive to Texas, <laughs> change my name, <laughs> change my date of birth, <laughs> and then try to play college, uh, high school football in Texas as a 22-year-old man Yeah, because I was so jazzed up about yeah. that lifestyle yeah. and how big time it was. And I obviously played high school football yeah. uh, in Massachusetts. Yes. It's completely different. Yes. So anyway, um, you played in that league. You played that team. Yes. So I don't know. Where do we start? What was that shit like? Excuse my language, uh, everybody. Well, I, I will say uh, to describe it to your listeners, I mean, it, it the book and movie Friday Night Lights, it is exactly, literally exactly like that. Now, I didn't grow up in Odessa. I grew up in Abilene. But the way it works is out there, there's three towns, Abilene, uh, which is west of Dallas Fort Worth, about two and a half, three hours. Okay. Then you go another three hours west on I twenty and you get to Midland. Oh, and then you go to town. another thirty miles, forty miles, and you get to Odessa. Got it. And then you go from there, then you go like six, seven, eight hours to get to El Paso. Right. Which is why I'm describing El Paso is just yeah, it's eight hours. It's eight hours from Luggett. Yeah. It. Because I mean or, Abilene, sorry, uh, Odessa. Abilene where I'm from, like, you know, it starts looking kind of rough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But then you get about thirty, <laughs> forty minutes west of Abilene and it literally looks like Saudi Arabia. I mean it's <laughs> yeah. just like sand. Just sand, cactus. cactus, oil wells, cows. Yeah. So there's not a lot to do out there. Right, right. Uh, and each of these towns has about 100, 150, 200,000 people right. maybe. So and both just of, big enough to matter. Yeah. But just small enough for nothing else yeah, to do. Yeah, and so the thing is that these three school, three towns each have two high schools mm. that are both of the biggest classification in Texas, which when I was there it was 5A, but now they have 6A. And then this is 6A. Yeah, so okay. now we're, we're Some 6A. Some big boy football. Yeah, so uh, – in both, both um, all the cities, each of those high schools both hate each other. Yes, and then all then the they cities all, hate each other too. They, yeah, exactly. And so in, in this conference, you've got like six schools that all hate each other. Literally, and then San Angelo was thrown in, uh, and, and yeah. they've been good historically at, at times too. And but how far is that away? It's not that. It's not as far away. It's like an hour and a half from okay. Abilene. But it's kind of like south, right? It's south. Yeah. yeah. There's a big Air Force base. And it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It is. Okay. But so is Abilene. So. The, Anyway, and San Antonio has two high schools or one. They have like two or three, but they only have one big one. Okay, got it. And Abilene has a third. Okay. High school. Okay. That is four A now. Okay. Where that Case Keenum, quarterback. You've heard of him? Yeah. Yeah. He he came out of there. So um. So it's, yeah, it's big time football. So you're, so you're talking rivalry games basically every single Friday. Yes. Um, the way fans travel in big time. Yes. I mean, I, in high school, I put, our stadium holds. If I remember correctly, like 18,000, 20, if it's a big game, they Oof. can fill it into the can, end zones. They can jam them in, yeah. But, but, yeah, so, I mean, when I would send my tape off, you know, like you used to do before uh, Huddle right. existed. Yeah, before there was, like, streaming uh, services. I remember some of the coaches remarked that, that when they watched our games, it looked like a Division One football game. Yeah. And, and, mind you, I grew up out there. This is before the internet. Before like You I, just thought it was all like I, that. Yeah, I mean, this is what I thought high school football was like. And it wasn't until I got off to Davidson – and talked to my buddies and saw like I realized how unique my it's experience crazy. was. It's crazy. Um, and yes, it is very similar to Friday Night Lights. And the interesting story with that is that stuff that happened in that book and movie happened in eighty eight, eighty nine. Yeah. That's when I was in what, middle school, yeah. maybe? Fourth, fifth grade. We're the same. Yeah, grade. elementary third, third school. Grade. Yeah, somewhere in there. So I, I remember those teams like and those names. Miles or yeah, Mike and, I mean, I remember yeah. even when I was getting bigger and getting, um, you know, hopefully good enough to play on the varsity team at Abilene High School where I went, not Abilene Cooper, our hated rival, which right. I still... Right, they, they factored in the book. Yeah. They were a rival that season, it sounds like. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, and so... Uh, but hey, Abilene Cooper, Yeah. no friends here, okay? <laughs> no friends here on the freestyle, sorry. I got I have I gotta, plenty I gotta, of friends that went to Cooper, but yeah, I don't. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've got one friend from Abilene. He's sitting the in my Eagles, living room right not now. The Cougars, go anyway. Eagles! Yeah, so come on. <laughs> but I distinctly remember being terrified or intimidated by the words Odessa Permian. Yeah, and Midland Lee. Yes, I mean those they schools were too, like monsters. Yes, and um, I have a quick question. Yeah, is Midland Lee the fake inspiration of the high school in Days and Confused? 
Actually, I think I heard that. I think because they're called the Rebels. They're called, I think it's like the same. I think it's basically Midland. Well, I do know another. We have so many stories we go into. I, I do know that um, Varsity Blues yeah. was based off another school in my area that we played called Stephenville High School. Okay. Which is where Art Bryles, yep. disgraced coach Art Bryles. From Baylor. Was, that's where he made his. He made his bones as a high school Yes, coach. and we broke, my senior year, we broke Stephenville's. In, USA leading longest home winning streak in the nice. country. That's awesome. And he, and of course, I didn't like him then, and now yeah. now you know that you should. Yeah, have. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been corroborated. So anyway, but I think I think I read somewhere that Varsity Blues was based off of Stephenville. So, right. so the point is, this part of Texas, you know, smaller cities. Yeah, there's not a lot else to do. Yeah, people like your grandfather played for their high school. Yeah, your, your, your dad. uncle. Yeah, and it's just it becomes something you're sort of expected to do. Yeah. Um, Not a lot of soccer right there. No. no. And, no but, yeah, that's okay. But, I mean, for uh, to try to put pers- perspective in this, one, you're playing in front of the amount of people. You're playing in crowds bigger than some Division One games. Correct. In high school. You have full marching bands of hundreds of kids. Right. The games are so loud. I remember I, when I played safety in high school, and we had to have hand signals. Because you couldn't hear. You could not hear. Yeah. It was that loud. Yeah. Um, Literally everybody knew who you were in the yeah, town. Right, like you like were actually became famous. like a mini a mini celebrity. Right, our games were on television. Right, and like every home every home game was on television. Yeah, like there were cheerleaders that were assigned to you or drill squad members or whatever, and they had to like make you like candy and yeah, they, they, cookies. Yeah, and yeah. like one time I remember I came back home after school and my parents had let these girls in my house. And they like decorated my room for homecoming <laughs> yeah. and all this other stuff. So we, yeah, it was. Um, we did have that. We but like we get, like basically we would just get our houses toilet papered and we would get like, <laughs> like, a, like a gift basket every home game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the, my the, dad did not like the toilet paper. <laughs> but like the pep, the pep rallies. <laughs> yeah, imagine um, Belk. Yeah, Belk being Arena. completely packed. Right, so six, you know, five thousand people packed in on a packed, Friday and afternoon. It's like a mosh pit. Of, right. of the bands in there, people were going nuts. And then, how do you go to class after that? You can't. Like, like, how can you do that? Yeah, but a, a lot of my teammates didn't. They, they just, just they literally, the pep rally would end and they just disappear. Around. But, you know, I had to go to AP chemistry and whatever else. Yeah, so I was going to say, I couldn't, uh, yeah. I couldn't, get in, I couldn't get into Davidson without you a You were on the class. track of like Rice or <laughs> yeah, Davidson. Exactly. You know, not so much, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, whatever. Some of the schools yeah. we talked about. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Got to go to class. All right, so let me do this. You and I are absolutely going to have to reprise some more football stories like over the course of this football season. Yeah. I feel like this could be like a mini freestyle. Yeah, because I have a bunch thing. more that yeah. I think would be good, but I don't want to go too long. But that's my point. I think yeah. we want to hit people, but with, with multiples, because I, I think this has already been like you've already pulled back the curtain to like what a bunch of people are like, oh shoot, it is real. And like now yeah. they want to hear the real deal. And I've already insulted all the people at Abilene Cooper <laughs> and uh, I, you know, maybe I'm going to get some hate mail and I, I'm excited about that. So <laughs> Like I'm ready. I part of me wants to go to Abilene, Abilene Cooper again this year or in the next twelve months and just see what I can do, be that guy. But um, I got digress. What I want to do, final thing for tonight, is ask you: Do you want to prognosticate how the Davidson Wildcats football season is going to go? And I've got a funny, maybe an encouraging anecdote for you, either before or after you make your pick, or, okay. or abstain. So we're not no, going to have no problem with this. All right, let's go. What do you think? Well, I think. I'm thinking five wins. Okay, which, by the way, for those listening, the Cats have not won more than two games in a season in like six years. Yeah. And all the wins besides one have been against non-Division I teams. They haven't won a league game. They won one league game in the last like five or six years. So five wins would be a big deal. Yeah. I mean, and that – if you look at the schedule, you know, they're easing into it. The three – start off with three D3 teams. Yes. At home on the lights. We should win all three of those. If we don't, then I'm really worried. We don't, I mean, but if we do, you know, yep. this team has talent. Yep. And obviously, you have to adapt to a new system, the new coaching staff. But there is a lot of talent there. They could have won five or six games each of the past two years, and unfortunately, just none of them went their way. Yeah. Yeah. Just, By the way, we I'm could not have slamming down ice. Sorry, yeah, yeah. the mics. We could not have had worse luck than we did the past couple of years. Correct. But um, if they win all three of those D D three games, I mean, then we got to go to Dayton. Probably not going to win one that one on the road. Yeah. And then you know we play San Diego, Jacksonville. Yeah, but you got Moorhead at home. Yeah, but we got Moorhead at home. We got Stetson at home too. I think. Yeah, Stetson's at home. So I, those two, I feel, and we play at Valpo, but Valpo's a lot better now. They are, yeah. But if we just win two home league games, games, then that's five wins. Bang. And then that kind of changes a lot everything. of things. That's a lot of momentum. Correct. So, 
But well, who knows? May, I mean, maybe we got this new maybe, offense. Maybe they'll go eight and three. Who no, knows? I mean, we I, literally I, we could. Yeah, but and I'm what's, not what's, expecting. What's it. cool is, um, you know, I was talking to the coaching staff the other day because we brought the aforementioned West Thornton through. Mm-hmm. He was stopping by mm-hmm. campus. We sat down with Coach, and uh, he was showing us just some film and kind of getting, you know, Wes excited and just kind of showing the offense. But we were talking about, you know, how excited is he for the season. And he said, you know, of course I'm excited, and I'm also very optimistic. He says, the only thing I don't know about yet, because I haven't seen them all in person, mm-hmm. is the speed of the league. Mm-hmm. But he also said that a lot of people are telling him that a guy on the Cats, Will Wicks, is the fastest guy in the league. And he said, <laughs> if that's true, yeah. then I actually feel really good. Yeah. No, Wicks is unbelievably fast. Yeah, so, I think he was like a state finalist or winner. Yeah, he's, tra- he's track fast, as yeah, we say. Right? Yeah, from, yeah. But so the only thing is I would say is, you know, we've got a very confident and accomplished staff that knows they're doing, and, and I do want to give them the patience and leeway of mm-hmm. people got to get used to your system. Mm-hmm. But there are players that are good players. They're exciting players. And if what Coach heard is true and that Will's amongst the fastest dudes in the league, and if the team stays healthy – Five wins or, or whatever greater is in the realm of possibility. It is. I mean, and, it was yeah. in the realm of possibility each of the last Correct. two years, too. Correct. So we'll see. But I'm glad you picked that. I'm glad you picked that. All right. What about you? You know, Are I you mean, allowed to comment on this? Or do you have to recuse yourself? I don't think I have to recuse myself <laughs> because this is not for, like, uh, I'm not picking actual games. <laughs> you know, if I was picking, like, oh, we're going to win this yeah. one, bet the spread. I can't do that. <laughs> I won't do that. Can't do it. Thank you. over. Yeah. <laughs> but I do believe I'm allowed to say... Uh, yeah, I'm optimistic that somewhere between four and seven wins is possible. Yeah. Uh, I think if things go right, I think five to six is probably where we're going to land. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but I hold out hope that, you know, catch a couple people napping, have yep. some maybe all the bad luck of the last three yeah. years comes back as good luck this yeah. year, and, and, and you steal a couple more than you should. Yeah. You know, but anyway, I feel good about the direction, but I love to see some results so I can just hang my hat on. Reality versus uh, what's in my head. Yep. You know, so anyway, I'm excited about it. So, guys, that's the first ever Zombie Love Child College Football Preview in West Texas Tales, Football Tales. I have a lot more. And we're going to go deep into those as the season progresses. We'll circle, the, we'll look at the, uh, the college football calendar, maybe bring Adam back for some key moments, mm-hmm. maybe pre uh, Red River shootout. Yes. And maybe we'll get some more Texas stories, Texas yep. football stories. Maybe we'll go. I don't even know yet. I haven't even looked at the schedule yet. All yep. I know is what the cats are doing, and that Notre Dame's got a hell of a schedule, too. Yep. I don't even care. It was just on ESPN today. <laughs> so there's that. All right, man. Thanks for being on. Adam Stockstill. First time, long time, long time. First time. Yes. All day, every day. Everybody else, check us out filibusterfreestyle.com or subscribe on iTunes like Adam did right before the show started. Yes. Leave a review, especially if you want to make it a positive one, because you know. Those of you who listen all the time know we've got to uh, erase that one bad review we got from a person we know who they are, and uh, we are not an obnoxious waste of time, no. or as Roscoe P. would say, we are. We're the best obnoxious waste of time. <laughs> Bang. We're out of here. <laughs>